Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Alexa, turn it up. Matter of fact, it seems to say that they would rather switch than fight. In today's time and how things have been going, and especially after Friday afternoon, I wanted to start the song off, start this show off by saying, fight the power. Fight the powers that be. All right, Alexis. Alexa, stop. Oh, my gosh. Just because I needed to, I know that's ratchet as hell, but I did it. Um, welcome to Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 54. I am Big Daddy. I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Felicia Brown. Hello, everyone. After Friday's events, I'm going to jump right into it. So anybody that's listening, you're welcome to call 7 7- one eight five zero eight ninety eight eighty three. 9883 You're welcome to call in. Please call in with your comments. But I tried not to watch it. I avoided all news. I didn't even watch ESPN, sports, nothing. All I watched was stupid court shows and Maury Povich and stuff like that. I messed up when I went on Facebook. I should have avoided social network altogether, too. So I did see bits and pieces of the inauguration. And then I started to see the riots that went on. And that's when I got pissed off and I put that video out Friday. And side note on that, anybody that's watching me do these videos, if you listen to the words that I'm saying and keep your eyes out of my nose, you wouldn't know what's going on up there. Sidebar. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Somebody actually said, you're the boogie, you know. Like, then why are you looking up my nostril? Yeah, don't miss the message. Exactly. But what I was saying, I don't mind people protesting. You can protest whatever. That's why you're an American, because we can protest and voice our opinions no matter what. But when you start to loot and riot and destroy, that's when I have the problem, and you're really killing your message. And the whole thing got washed out. Now, if they would have just protested and did what they had to do, I would have had a problem with it, and maybe the message would have been stronger. But by you tearing stuff up, fighting and cops, and the, it just really saddened me and I felt as though you just destroyed everything that you were trying to say. What did you think about Felicia? Did you watch any of that? Did you see anything? I did not watch the inauguration. Um, I was at work all day, and then I went to the Sixers game. Um, but in regards to the riots, I have a little difference of opinion. Um, of course, I think, you know, violence against, you know, your own people or against, you know, Pretty much anybody that can get hurt is wrong. But um, I feel that when we do peacefully protest, um, our message isn't really heard as loudly as when, you know, people go the opposite way and do a little bit more violent acts. So it's kind of like you got to act like a fool to get put on TV. But, you know, unfortunately they they then cut off the the message when they see you acting that way, but it 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 gets you on TV and it's sad. But you know, like the women's march, it, it's kind of going under the rug. Of course, some some things are going viral, um, 
with the women's march, but still people are sweeping it under the rug. So it looks like these peaceful protests get swept under the rug. And when you start rioting and showing your anger, that's what gets you put on TV, you know, 24-7 loot. I I agree with what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying. It's just to me, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to put it. And I get what you're saying. It is a damn shame that you got to act the fool to get recognized. And the Women's March went on, and it went on in different cities. And a lot of women showed up for that. And what was it Ashley Judd gave mm-hmm. a speech? Uh, well, it was a uh, it was a poem, but a speech at the same time. And it was moving. In fact, I posted that on my own. My Facebook page, like, wow. So did I. And I want to clear that up, too, because even media outlets are saying that those were Ashley Judd's words. Those were not Ashley Judd's words. Those were words of a 19-year-old girl um, who submitted that, and Ashley Judd actually read them for her. So they were not Ashley Judd's words, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. I'm glad you cleared that up. I think it's more profound that it is, that it was from a nineteen year old girl. Nineteen like, year old hey, girl. Yeah, this is the future, and this is what they think. And it was. If anybody hasn't seen it, go watch it. Um, uh, it was powerful. And then I did see an incident that did happen: the Women's March, where a guy who was a uh, he was a feminist sympathizer hit this woman that was holding a camera trying to interview her. And the whole argument broke out. And the name mm. of the the website that she worked for was called The Rebel. So I saw the video. I went on The Rebel website and actually watched her whole video. And I'm like, she was, she deserved what she got. And I hate to say that because I don't condone women getting hit, I really don't. I'm not like that. I wasn't raised like that. I didn't raise my sons like that. But she was very pushy. And she was out there doing negative, you know, pro, you know, doing negative stuff towards this movement. Now, if she mm-hmm. wanted to go out there and report it, it was fine. But if you're a Trump sympathizer and you agree with what Trump said, don't go out there and try to voice your opinions on a bunch of people who feel the, the opposite way. Because you're going to get what you're going to get. Because every time somebody right. who went to a Trump rally who didn't see things the way Trump seen it, they got their behinds kicked, they got pushed around, they got kicked, stopped, spit on, told to go back to your country to stand before. So if they show up at one of our rallies, don't be mad if you get hit. And honestly, that's what probably is. what she wanted. She probably wanted to show them in that bad light because as far as yeah. I know, it was a really peaceful, um, you know, protest, so. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's sad because, to me, because it feels, it makes me feel like we didn't go any further as not just black people, white people, I'm talking about a nation in general, and what Mm -hmm. what happened back in the 60s, the same stuff that they were protesting and marching for in the 60s, it's almost the same thing that people are protesting and marching for now, Mm -hmm. when do we come to a happy medium where everybody's can t- I guess nobody every, I guess nobody's gonna be totally happy with the way things are going. But can we sit down and talk? Can we sit down and, and try to work out something that we can all coexist with one another? Mhm. And that's my thing. And it's not about just Trump being in office because me even saying President Trump makes me sick. And I'm not that's saying why that. It's probably why I've been running back and forth to the bathroom because it's making me sick. But he has a job. That's what I said during the video I put out. He has a job now. There's no more we can do. All we can do now is just keep an eye on, and everything he does, you make sure you react to him the same way everything Obama, President Obama did, y'all react to him. Yep. Because when President Obama was in office, every little thing, if he would have farted sideways, there would have been a camera crew up his behind saying he was this, that, he was Muslim, he wasn't born in this in this country, this, that, and the four, blah, blah, blah. But here's Trump, who doesn't pay taxes, has a mail-order wife, 
regards his daughter as a sex symbol, which I think is sick. He's talking about grabbing women in their pussies. He's my friends, but he said it. And this is the guy running your country. And he's already signed an executive papers now. He signed some executive paper now, uh, today, about um, abortion. About health about healthcare or something. And he Three signed things. that today. Yeah. Healthcare, abortion, and um, foreign trade. Yes. Thank you. That's why, that's why you and I are such a great team. But yeah, he already started signing stuff. So he's starting to do, he's starting to work already. You better keep your eyes open. Everybody better keep their eyes open. That's all I keep saying. Keep watching them. It is what it is at this point. It really is. No more we can do. Just we got to pray about it, number one. Yeah, pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for our country. Pray for our children. And here's another thing that Valicia and I both agree on. And here it is. There's all the young people who might be listening, who might not be listening. But if you didn't get off your rusty dusties and go to that voting booth and vote, don't say jack. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing. Don't go out there and protest. Don't cry, whine, and complain. Don't bitch this, that, and the fourth. Don't say nothing because you didn't bother to go vote, and don't don't try to come at me about the electoral vote and our votes don't matter and this, that, and the fourth. That's besides the point. Because if you really gave a crap, you got up that morning and went to vote. If I could have did it, if Alicia could have did it, if anybody else could have did it, y'all could have did it. And I include my kids in that, too. You have no opinion on what's happening because you didn't get up and go vote. If anything, I was voting for them because I'm all right. I'm going to be okay. It's the next generation. You got anything else to say about this before we move on, Felicia? <laughs> I have a lot to say, but, I mean, yeah, in the ahead. weeks to come, you'll be hearing a No, no. In the weeks to come, you'll be hearing a lot more from me about it. But, you know, the the main thing that's bothering me now is the Abortion Act. I just don't understand how he's signing um, something that could, you know, by law put people in jail for abortion, but you're also cutting Planned Parenthood, which actually helps people to not have to get abortion because they help you with contraceptives. So it, it, yes, I, do. I don't think he... I don't think he's stupid, but I think he's reckless and just tactless. And he's not thinking, and he's very dangerous. So he's very dangerous, too dangerous for this country. You're right. You're right. And it's, it's <laughs> if you agree or disagree with abortion, it is what it is. But Planned Parenthood does have a purpose. And for him to to want to even screw with that is really dumb. Right. It makes um, you think, like, you know, what what if this happened to your daughter or, you know, your wife? Would you bend the law for them? Exactly. Exactly. As quiet as it kept, I don't talk too much about what I do. Like, you know me for years. You know the different jobs I've had. But mm-hmm. I used to clean at a Planned Parenthood place. And I saw a lot of the stuff that went on. And it was needed. And this place was in the hood. And it was needed. Yeah. Even if you just went in there, And I'm not trying to sound disgusting. I'm really not. But even if you just went in there just to get condoms. <laughs> it was needed. Yeah. Because a funny story. Funny story. Um, and I'll make it brief, but me and two other friends went to another Planned Parenthood place um, to get some information for another friend. And <laughs> Another friend. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, honestly. Oh, okay. To get some information. No, it wasn't nothing to do with me. It wasn't nothing to do with me. Honestly, <laughs> God, it wasn't. I would tell it. But um, I would tell it, but it had nothing to do with me. 
But we went to this Planned Parenthood, and my friend Omar, I'm telling you, Omar went up to the place to get whatever he needed to get, and he got some condoms. And he was joking with the person in there and said, yeah, there's a buddy of mine in the car talking about me who was too embarrassed to come out and come in here to get some rubbish. So this lady grabbed a handful, walked out of the building with him, up to the car and put him in my hand and said, here. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, like, embarrassed. Oh, my. She was like, don't be embarrassed, but here. I'd rather see you be safe than be sorry. <laughs> and at the age of 18, 19, I was kind of pissed off. Like, damn it, why you do that? Blah, 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 blah. But I understand why she did it. I understand why she did it. <laughs> you crack it up over there. I am. She damn sure came out of that joint. I see him walking with her, like, what's who this? And she walked right to the car and said, here. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I was embarrassed. But it was what it was. Plus, some condoms were too small anyway. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Oh, my God. Um, commercial, commercial. <laughs> <laughs> there is a purpose for these different services. Right. And he and was, was even like, talking what, about. That was like 100 Go years ahead. ago. So, see, Planned Parenthood has been around for like 100 years. Gaga, 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 gaga. Remind me to give you a knuckle sandwich when I see you. Oh, whatever. A big knuckle sandwich. That Um, is abuse. (laughs) But there is a purpose for these programs. And also I heard something about him wanting to get, um, him wanting people to take, the people that's on welfare to take drug tests. I actually agree with that. You agree with that? I do agree with that. I um, This is why I consider myself a moderate, because certain things, my views are a little more toward the, the right, but most of my views are toward the left. But um, I, I'm against the misuse of welfare and the system. I agree with you know, that. I, I see it happen a lot. Um I agree with, like, you know, reporting where these funds are going, reporting where, like, child support and everything is going. So I actually agree with the drug test, but. You just said something. You just said something, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to go. I just blew it off the subject. But you agree that child support should be reported or exactly what the mother puts the money on? You're the only woman I ever heard say that. No, You're I the agree. only woman I've heard said that. I've seen a couple of other few others. Nuh-uh. You're the only one. I put that question out a million and one times to a million and one different women. And everybody always say, ain't none of their business. I this, that, 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 that. You're the only one that said. You know, it should be reported. Because I know for a fact you can't tell me that every nickel, and I don't give a crap who's listening. If you is, you is. You call me when I get off the. We can argue about this off the air, on air, whatever. But you can't tell me every nickel I put out went towards the child. You can't tell me that. I think I paid for many mm-hmm. nails getting done, for many a feet getting done. I think I paid for mm-hmm. many. Trips. I paid for many a trips. Mm-hmm. And we have a caller. Hey, what's up? This is Big Daddy's Hard Talk. Who's called? Hello, this is Jared. What's up, Jared? <laughs> what's up? Hello, nice Jared. to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind? Um, just to comment on the you know the Donald Trump thing and all the protests and everything that's been going on. Uh, I just you know you know I'm young, but I, I just feel like I, I really wish that we could. At some point, live in a, in a country, live in a world where we accept each other's beliefs, where we accept and, and respect how somebody feels about a certain topic. You know, all I've seen all weekend long is bashing. There's nothing but but bashing different people's viewpoints, different people's beliefs, instead of just everyone agreeing to disagree. 
you know, and, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, you know, um, as far as you know, I agree with with y'all on the the subject of you know the first thing we got to do, and you know, I don't want to take this in a whole biblical you know perspective, but y'all know that's how I am. Uh, you know, the Bible says to pray for those that are in authority. Um, Question: and, you, you know, doing something th- in the background there? Is something rustled in the background there? Because it's kind of hard to hear you. Uh, I'm getting another phone call, but that's pretty much it. All right, well, go ahead. Oh, uh, but um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you better. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Bible says to pray for those in authority, so I definitely agree. Uh, with with you on that on that standpoint, but um. I also think people need to to form their own opinions, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are listening to to too many uh to to all these other opinions, and they're taking those and they're then they're they're forming an opinion off of that instead of like having their own beliefs and having their own like coming to their own conclusion about certain things be, due to their uh, experience or you know just personal things. Um, you know, the Bible also says um, that people per- perish because of a lack of knowledge, and uh, a lot of people are out there doing their own research. And um, you know, there, there, there's people that are like, you know, uh, that voted in the election that are like, well, uh, I voted for Hillary because she was the lesser of two evils, instead of you know, voting for the proper person. Well, if she isn't the proper person. Why did you vote for her? Or if Trump isn't the pop- proper person, why did you vote for him? There were other people that were on the ballot you probably could have voted for, you know, and I, I just think a lot of people need to do more research and just accept that you're not going to always agree with somebody else. We all have to live in the same world, <laughs> not necessarily the same country, but we all got to live in the same world. There's only one world to live in. So that was pretty much it. I ain't going to go too in the death. Without it. I appreciate you calling. And, um, I agree with you. I agree that we do have to come to like, that's why I started to show off with the, can't we just agree all sit down and find a happy meeting where everybody's somewhat satisfied with how things are going. And that's what's not happening. And that's why people are rioting and fussing and, and hitting and doing all this stuff to one another because it's just, we're getting pulled in two different directions. And mm-hmm. it's like I said, the same thing, that they fought over in the 60s and it seemed like through the 70s and we're still marching and fighting and protesting and by 2017 we should be beyond this now and we're not mm-hmm. it's still injustice there's still prejudice it's still sexism women still don't get paid the same amount of money that men do in different jobs blacks are still getting beat up by the police or they're going to go on you know on a common basis like the same we, we haven't grown and it's sad. And what do we need to do to get past this? Or, or are we never going to get past this? Are we going to stay exactly where it is? And things just going to stay status quo? But, Jared, and I thank you for calling part. in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll get back at no you. Thanks for calling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And that's coming from a young man who has to come up and eventually he's going to get married and have kids and he's going to live in this world and raise his kids and what's happening now is going to affect his kids and it's sad and if I was if I went back 20 years and had to bring my kids up now I'd be a little scared I'd be a little scared So, mm. yeah. Anything else you want to say, Felicia, before I take this commercial break? No, sir. All right. Um, we're going to take this commercial break, and then we're going to come back with some WWE. We're going to come back with some um, Sixers news. Got some bad Sixers news, but we got some Sixers news. And we're going to come back with a movie review, Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 54. 
Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And we're back, Big Daddy's Hard Talk, volume 54. Excuse me. I am Big Daddy, and I'm with my lovely co-host, Felicia Brown. Hello, everyone, on this rainy, cold Monday for the East Coast. Yes, yes. By the way, this weather is crazy today. It sounded like a monsoon was coming through here, man. With the wind and the rain, and I just thank God I didn't have to be out in it, and I pray for everybody that was out in it. Mhm. That was and nasty. That, and it's that nor'easter coming from the south. Did you check on your daughter? No, I haven't because she's oh. not going to be home. <laughs> she won't be home from work for like another half hour, hour or so, and I don't want to bother her while she's at a job because they're really strict about her on a cell phone. Oh, okay. So I didn't want to bug her. So, um, like I said, I'll call her later and see how she's doing. Um, sidebar, at the end of the show last week, I kind of went out of control about something. And I want to apologize to anybody who was listening that might have took offense to my way I worded a couple of things, talking about Steve Harvey and some of the other quote-unquote black leaders that went to go see Donald Trump. I still agree with what I said, 
But uh, I should yeah, have worded I mean, it differently. Well, no, I was going to say you can't really apologize. It's your show. You always say it's your show. You know, if you, if yeah. they don't like it, don't listen. True that. In case anybody got offended, it right. is what it is. We're not I'm we're sorry, not funded by <laughs> no by you know by Red Bull or anything. <laughs> and that's Red Bull's uh, listening. If you are listening, Red Bull, I'll put a couple commercials up and even do them for you. Give me wings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh! <sighs> Tonight on Raw, Oldberg. I mean Goldberg is going to be um on Raw tonight, and it is what it is. The Royal Rumble is Sunday. I'm looking forward to it because it's one of my favorite wrestling pay per views, and you know always get people together, but all the people that used to get together ain't here anymore. So Felicia and I will be getting together and watching the Royal Rumble together. I'm going to make a big thing of chili and we'll have some cornbread and some rice. And, um... In about two weeks, we'll be going to NXT live. Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this. I've never been to an NXT show. I've never been to an NXT show. It's right around the corner from my house, and I'm looking forward to this. I want to see how the show goes. I want to feel the crowd because I miss I miss wrestling, but I miss that feeling of the wrestling fans because there's a different feeling in the Sixers games than in wrestling crowds. It's two different feelings and the fans and the crowds and stuff. So I really do miss it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to actually just being there, watching the show, enjoying it with you. Picking the matches apart like I always do, and <laughs> and just enjoying it, and just enjoying it. So I'm really looking forward to. Yes, NXT will be at the Tower Theater February 9th, right? Yes, yes. February 9th. So that's right around the corner. So if anybody's not going, you should go check it out. It'll be a good time. If you see Big Daddy, walk up, say hi. Just like if you had a Sixers game. And I've gotten I've gotten um, inboxes on Facebook from people who say they were at the game and they wanted to come say hi, but just didn't because they, you know, Bob didn't want to disturb me. Please, if you want to come up and say hi, come up and say hi. I will take a picture with you. I'll be glad to meet you. I'm there. Felicia Brown is there. You want to take a picture with Felicia Brown? She would love to. Just come say hi to us. Come say hi to us. We're not going to bite your heads off. We're not going to curse you out. We're very personable people. Come on up and say hi. Agreed, Felicia? Agreed. Except I do bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's too sweet to bite. She's a sweet person. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Goldberg, I mean, Goldberg is going to be on Raw tonight. <laughs> Typical Raw show. Um, they You won't hear them announce another Hall of Fame inductee for like at least a month. Because you know they, they announced that initial one but they won't announce the rest until it gets closer to WrestleMania. So don't expect anything, you know, even going into this pay-per-view. I don't see anything jumping or anything really big coming. So it is what it is. Um, they did redo the um, the Intercontinental and the U.S. titles. They're pretty dope. They look Really good to me. They had, had they? I didn't see it. Yes, that. they did. Oh, come on! They're, they're really that. nice. They're the same shape as like the the new titles, and they got some more bling on there. Some people don't like them. I love them. So, that's to you. I'll funny send you thing. a picture. It's, you sent me a picture. Funny thing. It's funny you said that because I go on YouTube a lot. And I like the What the Culture um, series, but they talk about different wrestling things, different movie things, or whatever. And they did one on the 10 worst intercontinental champions of all time. And when they went through the list, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember the exact list of, you know, the numbers of PI went down, but Big Show was on it. Ahmed Johnson was on it. Godfather was on it. Road Dog was on it. 
Dean, uh, I remember Dean Douglas was number one because he only held the belt for like 11 minutes. And then they mm-hmm. booted him out the company. Shane Douglas. Uh, oh, Ezekiel Jackson was, I forgot Ezekiel Jackson was even in and out of, in, intercontinental champion, but his name was on it. I was sitting like, yeah, 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 they were pretty bad. And the thing was, the main thing what they were saying was, if you put a belt on somebody and then take it back off them two weeks later, it kind of kills their momentum and cheapens your belt. And I agree. And all this happened in like 1998, 1999, in the you know 2000, where they were having title changes every other week. And I'm glad they don't do that anymore. Like they, you, you'll have them defended on the show, which I agree with. But not every show there's a title change. You then you lose track of who has the belt, and it makes it look like it's too easy to to maintain, or you know, to be able to get. Like back in the day, you see how long like um, the Hunky Tonk Man held the Intercontinental Championship. How long Demolition had the tag titles? Going and just the record just got broken, but they had it for a while. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan was the heavyweight champion for four years. Uh, Bruno San Martino was what seven years when he had the title. So when somebody finally beat him for it, it meant something like, wow, he finally lost. And I think they should try to get back to that. What do you think? No, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. I think they're trying. I think the Miz did a good job bringing, you know, the, the Intercontinental. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's cool that they gave um, – Dean the new belt. Um, so the way they spun it was Dean said that he needed a new one because that one smelled like bronzer and tanning lotion, I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> but um, hopefully funny. this would be like the last revamping of belts for some years. I think we're focusing too much on how the belts look instead of, um, the the crappy matches that they're putting the title holders in. So I just want to see a match. I don't care what the belt looks like. I agree. I've never been a belt mark. Right. And as far as, you know, and I know some people, well, oh, that belt's ugly. And, and they can remember the, the and I'm going to go back on you. Anybody that's listening, you know what I'm saying. The golden you go eagle. all the way back to, what did you say? <laughs> the golden eagle one? No. I'm going back all the way to the NWA days where they had the Texas Heritage Championship belt, and the belt looked like the state of Texas. (laughs) I've seen some ugly belts over the days, but you didn't really focus on the belt. You just focused on the wrestler, and they need to get back to that. They really do. But, yeah, I remember, you know, there's some people out there that just really straight belt marks. It's like, you know, this one's too big, or that one was too this. Too many this and that, and blah blah blah. Because when it's all said and done, a title really doesn't matter. Right. It really doesn't. And and I told you this story not too long ago. When I won the Triple WA Heavyweight Championship, I didn't say a word to anybody. I wasn't even expected it that night. The promoter pulled me to the side, told me what was going on. I said okay, and he's looking at me like he wanted me to, to get down on my um, knees and um blah, 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 but I'm looking at him like, okay, and he's just staring at me. I guess he wanted me to start crying or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't expecting it before I came in here, and now since I got it, unless you're going to put more money in my envelope, what do I care? So it was what it was. I never was really a big belt mark. As long as I was in an angle that was believable, and at the end of the match, everybody was either dancing or booing, I know I did my job. I'm talking about if I was facing the healing. If I was facing and at the end of my match you were dancing, or if I was healing and at the end of my match you were booing me and throwing stuff at me, I know I did my job. And that's all I was concerned with. So. I sent you the belt. Else? Say what? I sent you the, the picture of the belt. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Okay. They're nice. <laughs> okay, not bad. Right, like the Intercontinental one isn't that different. It's just more bling and. Yeah. 
And the U.S. one, I think, is hot. So that's not bad. Yeah, it is. And they should put their brand on their belts. So it's not like when the U.S. title came, you knew that was the the WCW U.S. championship. No, now it has its own identity. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. All right, that was cool. That was cool. All right, um, moving on. Unless you got something to say about wrestling, we're going to move on. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. Basketball news. NBA. <laughs> if you don't know by now, Joel Embiid did not make the All-Star. Mm. Okay. He didn't make it. It's what it is. Trust me. This time next year is going to be a different story. Trust me. Two. Joel Embiid. Friday night, dunked the ball, came down his leg kind of funny, and he has a left leg intusion, and he's going to be out. They say he's doubtful, but we know doubtful means he ain't going to do it. He won't play tomorrow against the Clippers, which kind of sucks, because I was looking forward to him teaching DeAndre a lesson. And um, he probably won't see Friday either. And Friday is the killer because Friday is a nationally televised ESPN game. And the Sixers, the last two times they were on national TV, didn't look good. So this would have been the game where he could have finally showcased his skills because he's quietly winning the NBA over. If anybody's been watching and been paying attention, he got Triple H's attention. You You had the New England Patriots owner at the last Sixers game sitting there, that doesn't really never happen. And Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal talk very highly of Joel Embiid. Even Akeem Olajuwon, who's probably one of the greatest centers ever in the game, said that Joel Embiid reminds him of himself when he first came in. And no, Joel Embiid is not playing. He's only playing 28 minutes a game. So he's not even playing to his full, uh, you know, the full amount of time that he could be playing. And he's still averaging crazy numbers, blocking crazy shots. His presence in that arena, I keep saying this every time, because if you haven't been to a Sixers game, you've got to get down there to feel it. When he gets on that court, you can feel the crowd rise. You can feel the energy of people just like, oh, yes, because they just want to, they want to see a win. They want to see their home team win. And now you got the franchise player, the future franchise player, stepping on that court. And Felicia, you, and I want you to speak about it because you, you're, you're, experiencing, you're experiencing it the same way that I am. I love it. I mean, as a person that's getting back into sports, well, not sports, but basketball, you know how I feel about it. So it's, it's really addictive. I know it's addictive for the the um, city of Philadelphia. I just don't want them to turn their backs, you know, if we lose a game. If you understand the sport of basketball and any other sport, really, you know that your team can't win every game, you know, even the best fall. So we we don't want any bandwagon jumpers either when we start winning. We're seeing a lot of people that, you know, never been there before and all this stuff. So. You know, it is what it is, but it's a great atmosphere. Joel Embiid, in my opinion, is um, something that the city of Philadelphia um, and Philly sports needed. We have that personality that that we needed. So, you know, uh, we're we're in an age now where sports also incorporates personality. So not only is he a great athlete, but he's a great personality and a great figure. So I'm happy with the Sixers right now. Yeah. Yeah, everything you said. And this is just how, you know, we feel and how just the city feels right now. Like everybody's really embracing this kid. And he's young. 
and he's very energetic. And when he gets to that foul line, he's waving the crowd on to cheer for him. Yeah. And it's kind of cocky, but in a way, I enjoy it because he feeds off the crowd and the crowd feeds off him. And it reminds everybody of when Allen Iverson first started playing in Philly, and then you know how far we went with him. You know, almost won a championship with him. Came, came within, what, three games of winning the championship. But you weren't beating that Lakers team back in the day when you had Kobe and Shaq, and Shaq Shaquille O'Neal was Shaquille O'Neal, and Kobe Bryant was starting to come into his game. And they, they, they mollywhopped us. There wasn't nothing we could do about that. <laughs> but in today's game, hopefully we could finally bring another NBA championship back to Philly. And I'll be standing right there on Broad Street or a part of that parade just to waving because I've been waiting for this for a while. And to go back on what you said before, as far as the bandwagon people, I did an interview. Um, well, I called in to the, um, the Fanatic, um, 90, 97.5 Fanatic. And um, they were talking about me and my friend that called and said that they were talking about me. So I called into the radio station. And I said it straight up to them. And a lot of people heard the interview and they were cracking up. I was like, we agree, we agree when they showed up to the game. But I said, if you wasn't there when we were 10 and 72, don't show up now. Stay home. No bandwagon jumpers on this bear, on this wagon. Ride or die. I don't want to see you. That's how diehard I am. Mm-hmm. Fair weather friend. And you know what? <laughs> and if I was Robert Covington, I'd be sticking my finger up at everybody, too. Yeah, yeah. And Because he time. saved our bacon. He saved our bacon a couple times this season, but they was booing him when the season first started. Yeah, yeah. And he saved our bacon. And McConnell, yeah. Yeah, and McConnell saved our bacon, and they were booing him. And um, Sauce here, there. Sauce still got to come in. Yeah. Sauce got to stop being so streaky. He's very streaky. He has to, very inconsistent. He'll start getting to be more consistent. Um, we still don't know what the deal is with Okafor. So, <laughs> I know. I know. We still don't know what the deal is. So we find out about that. Uh, Norris Noel has come into his own. He developed a little, like, mid-range jumper that he still has to work on, but he's developed. He's a – to be a little string bean of a guy, he's very aggressive when he comes down in that basket. He's rebounding. He's blocking shots. He's in your face. And not to um, exclude Dario Sarge, who is a rookie himself coming into the NBA, who's really doing well. Like, when he first came in, he did well for a while, and then he kind of got lost in the sauce. But he's coming into his own, too. He's not going to give you 15, 20, 30 points a night, but he will give you a certain amount of points, a certain amount of rebounds, a certain amount of assists. He brings, because he played overseas, he brings a certain maturity to the team that the team needed. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody's forgetting, that he brings a certain maturity. Same thing with Ilasova. Elisova was a part of a trade when we traded Jeremy Grant to OKC to Sova and everybody stuck their lip out, and I was one of them because I just thought he'd probably come in here just to clear some money, and he probably would have waived them or whatever. But, no, he put the uniform on, and he comes to ball every night, and he quietly yeah, he scores. Does. Yeah, he does every night, and he quietly scores about 16, 17, 18 points a game. And he's really been a help to us, and he's just some of the key pieces that's come along with this team. Now, if you put a decent shooting guard in there and a decent point guard, we got this. It's like we're just we're starting to come together. And we're getting so close to having that team that we didn't have to go. And what I'm proud is we didn't go get three other superstars to join, to join Joel to make a mega team. Mm-hmm. We built this from the ground up. Right. That's what I love about mm-hmm. Philly. It's like that Cinderella story, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That whole Rocky feeling. Yeah. I can hear the Rocky music in the background now. <laughs> anyway. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have a movie review for this week. Yeah. Hidden Figures. 
Yes. This movie, this movie stars Taraji P. Henson and Valicia. Please name the other two black women because I'm not going to remember their name right now. Uh, Janelle Monet and um, not Viola Davis, but who's the other not one? Not Viola Davis. No, not Viola Davis. Hold what is that on. Oh, Octavia Spencer. There you go. And it also had Kevin Jim Parsons. Yeah, Jim yeah, Parsons. Kevin Carson, Jim Parsons. And um, um, a couple of it. What's the girl's name from uh, Interview with the Vampire? <laughs> oh, um, Kirsten oh my God. Yeah, thank you, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Who kind of aged kind of badly. I think that was makeup. You think so? Yes. All right. I take your word for it. I think she oh, kind of bad. But anyway, it was very well casted, very well acted. Um, I enjoyed it. I really did. I give it a solid four. I give mm-hmm. it a solid four big daddy booties because I enjoyed the story that I've never heard before. And that's what mm-hmm. I enjoyed about it because this is a story I never heard before. It wasn't the Rosa Parks story. It wasn't the Jackie Robinson story. It wasn't the Muhammad Ali story. This is about three black women that work for NASA that it wasn't for them, that rocket would have never went up. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. And these, these women live nice, long lives and did a lot for the space program, and you never heard it mm-hmm. until now. And I appreciate that. And any women out there, and I'm talking women of color, who haven't seen it, go see it and go take your little princesses to go with you. Even any men, you got your little princess. Take your little princess to go see this movie. Because it's not, a, and let's be real, it's not a bunch of black women fighting, shaking their ass, twerking, uh, uh, calling each other bitches and hoes and busting glasses in their faces. and <laughs> Don't spill the tea, bitch. That type of stuff. These were three educated black women. And you know I'm right. That's why you laughing like that. Uh, you did that too well. I hear it too much. Watching Ooh. the damn reality TV. I had to take a break so, from it. I can't watch this stuff no more. Mm. But go ahead. I give it a solid five. Um, I, I love, like, you know, documentaries. It's sad that, like, the tagline on the on the posters and everything is, it's called the undocumented true story. So it's just sad. It's like, why is this movie or this story rather undocumented? It's really sad. And I think whoever released it around the time of the Orange One's inauguration um, was really yeah. smart. Was really smart. And I think that it should have been pushed a lot more at these women's marches this movie mm-hmm. and other women who did, you know, like things just like these three women. I think the timing was perfect. Everyone should go see it. I was impressed that when I went to see it, there were just as much, if not more, white people in the theater as, you know, um, black people. Very impressed. I think everybody needs to see it, all colors, all races, all genders, all ages. Please see this movie. And it also was perfect timing, too, because John Glenn passed away not too long ago, and he was the, you know, the, the center astronaut that that they put up in space. So great timing, great movie. I agree with you. Totally agree. And especially with, I think you were right, with the inauguration of the orange one. They put it out right at the right time. That's what I will call him. The orange orange one. You know what? That's going to be this show's name for him from now on. The The orange orange one. one. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I like that. I really like that. The orange one. Not the purple one. The orange one. 
He should have his own symbol. So probably a pitchfork, an orange pitchfork. That's him. A yam. Yeah, a yam. There you go. A yam with a pitchfork going through it. That's his symbol. <laughs> that's funny. All right, real quick. I'm um. I got a quick relationship question. Not really relationship. Just a quick question to throw out there. That we're gonna put a bow on this thing and send it to bed. But how long do you stay with somebody? All right, let's say you get married to a person. The marriage doesn't work out. You guys get separated. How long do you stay separated person with this person before you finally give them the divorce papers? Um, it, it depends. Like, is it amicable? Is it um, is it ugly? Is it you know? It depends. If it's ugly, you know, get it done soon as possible. A lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, they put kids in the mix, so it really has a lot of facets and layers. So, a lot of different factors. Here's my thing. Because I've been through it, and I've seen other people go through it. Now, with me, it was two years, and it was done. It was what it was. And that's the the quickest you could get divorced. So in two years, it was just over. It was what it was. But I know people that's been married and, like, that's been separated. I should say been separated from their spouse for 10 years and still haven't divorced them. What are you waiting on? I don't get it. Yeah. You're not together. You don't want to be with this person, so why you stay married to them? And if, if and there was kids involved, yeah. the kids are older now because it's been ten years. The kids have grown. Unless you, unless y'all separated when the kids were um were first born and they're ten years old now. Right. Y'all, the kids are like ten, twelve when y'all divorced. They're twenty, twenty-two, twenty-five years old or whatever. Why are you still together? These your kids are grown people now. Remember their own guys. Having sex and all kinds of stuff. And it's really stupid, you know, the person that jumps into a new relationship with them too. It's like I'm not jumping into a relationship with somebody who didn't, you know, sever those ties. Mm-hmm. I'm just because I was um, talking to a friend about her earlier, and they were talking about another friend of ours, man, saying they finally got divorce papers. And I'm like, well, wow, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's about time. Y'all weren't even having sex anymore. Y'all weren't doing anything. So why are you even staying married to this person? Ditch them. Get rid of them. It is what it is. So that's that for this week. And um, next week, there will not be a Big Daddy's Hard Talk because the Sixers are playing next Monday. So there, Felicia? Yes. Okay, got quiet on me. Um, so there's a game next Monday. So um won't be any Big Daddy's Hard Talk next Monday, but we'll have one the following Monday. Uh, like I said, if you're at the games, come say hi to us. Take a picture, whatever. Be careful. Be safe out there. Stay informed with what's going on in the world. You can't just turn your your world off to the news and what's going on around you. Stay informed. See what's going on. Educate yourself. It's pretty much what Jared was trying to say as far as people educating themselves on what's going on in their community. You really need to. Any last words, Felicia? No. That's exactly correct. All right, there's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Valicia make things happen. God bless you all. Good night. Be safe, and I will be back to you in two weeks. Oh, and by the way, Thursday night, scandal. (laughs) You got to watch it. (laughs) So anybody try to call me Thursday night at 9 (laughs) o'clock? I will not be picking up the phone. You you better be on fire. You know we're missing the next one, right? 
we're missing the next game oh, because shoot. we'll be at. <laughs> we'll be at NXT. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to go. <laughs> nah, forget that. I'm still going to NXT. That's why God has been on demand. I'll watch you uh, hey. midnight when I get on, whatever. Go ahead and say it. just buy DVR. Yep, yep. Everybody, please call Big Daddy and tell him how prehistoric he is by not having a DVR. DVR will save your life. Everybody in the world does not have DVR. Okay, and everybody in the world is not going to call to tell you to get one either, but people call him. (laughs) (laughs) I will someday. When I get older, I'm going to get it. How old? Never mind. You know what? Forget you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Good night. God bless you all. Good night, everyone.